0: who had noted that if you look throughout the uh, uh, parsha of. Bilam and Balak, so you don't find any break. You don't find a parsha tucha or stuma. No breaks in the lines, no line breaks, nothing nothing of this sort. And we noted that Rashi, the very beginning of parsha tells us that the reason why we have those spaces, those breaks in the lines, and the space in the lines, is because it provided Moshe with ponin. It gave him uh, the opportunity to sort of digest that which he was learning. God is teaching him the entire Torah, whether it's a story, it's an experience, it's a halacha, right? So he needs to think about what that means. And ultimately Moshe, because he has that revach ponin, he has that time to digest what he's experiencing, what he's seeing, what he's learning. So then ultimately he becomes, to, he, you know, he becomes the Adon Hanibim, so to speak. Bilam, who was on a similar, similar level of prophecy, either he never had the Rabbath bonin or he didn't take the time uh, to contemplate everything that was going uh, on in his life, all the messages that he was getting directed from Hashem, all of his experiences. And what ends up happening with Bilam? Well, aside from uh, all the terrible things that Midrashim mentioned, it's very clear that he's trying to curse the Jewish people, which is not a great thing. He does so even again the will of uh, Hashem right? Hashem says don't go and he's like no I'm going to go anyway and then ultimately he gives that advice of having the daughters of mom going out and uh, seducing the, the boys of the Jewish people so obviously not a particularly good guy argues the Chavetz Chaim, that uh, you can speak to Hashem face-to-face, and yet, if you don't have Revach Lipponim, you don't have time to stop and to think and to contemplate, so then, uh, God forbid, you may not be able to truly internalize those messages. And we had suggested that Chazal were very uh, smart, and they gave us three weeks, three weeks out of the year, to really take, as Revach Lipponim, time to think about what it means to not have a bit of exhaustion, to think about the reasons why we still don't have uh, ben and I encouraged everyone yesterday to make sure that they went ahead and they did that. So God willing, uh, starting tonight, I don't know, tomorrow, we'll kick off our limud about the different halachot, the different nihugim that we have uh, during the three weeks, different morning practices that we have during the three weeks. And we know it ultimately it will escalate uh, the nine days, the shuosh habo, and then actually on Tisha B'av itself obviously is the uh, greatest manifestation of our uh, morning. But if you think about it... Uh, if you go through the motions, you go through the actions, right? Okay, so I won't get my hair cut, I won't shave, I won't eat meat during the nine days, and like, yes, I do feel somewhat of a change of schedule. And maybe I'll stop for a second and remember, oh yes, it is the three weeks. Oh yes, it is the nine days. But if I don't take this Revach right? If I don't stop and use these three weeks as an opportunity to think about what it means to not have a binyan d'ash, to think about the reasons why we don't have a binyan d'ash, then even if you're, you you know, have a really scraggly beard, you haven't accomplished anything. And even if you didn't eat meat for nine days, for three weeks, whatever, you haven't accomplished anything, right? The key during this time is not just to go through the motions, to go through the minagim. In fact, if you look, Medina de Gemara, if you look throughout the Gemara, we don't find any of these practices. Gemara tells us that we have special Haftoros. That's how uh, it used to be, that that uh, there would be a manifestation of our mourning, right? By having special Haftoros. Now, obviously, we need more because we can't relate as much. It's been almost two millennia, right? Uh, It's not our fault, fine. But if we're just going to go through the motions, we're just going to go through the actions, we'll refrain from this activity or that activity, so then we've lost out if we don't take the time. I saw today an email from... uh uh, some of the Torahs of Vigder Miller, so someone asked him like, oh come on, how am I supposed to connect to this stuff? This is ridiculous, which by the way is a fair question, yeah? How am I supposed to connect to Beda mikdash that was lost, so I've never lived with a Beda mikdash. I don't know. So he suggested what people should do is they should take one minute every day out of the three weeks to sit on the floor and to think about what it means to not have a mikdash. What did it mean to have it? What did it mean to lose it? Why is it that we don't have it? He said one minute one minute. Ray Chazal are giving us three weeks, Rav HaKliponein. Rev. Victor Miller is t- telling you, out of those three weeks, take 21 minutes to sit on the floor and think about what it means. So, each and every one of us, let's take the opportunity that these three weeks uh, offer to us. Again, it's not a very pleasant uh, period of time. We don't want to think about what it means. We don't want to think about, unfortunately, all the destruction and loss of the Jewish people have suffered throughout the years, but that's our job. Not just to go through the motions, not just to sit on the floor and to say, okay, I feel terrible, right? Uh, but really to take the time to think about what it meant to have a Beit what it means to no longer have it and why we don't have it and what we can do as individuals to fix that problem, right? We, we can, as individuals, at least start to fix that problem. That's our Avodah. That's our service during these three weeks. So let's take the time, so that we could, God willing, not fast, uh, Tisha B'Av this year not fast Shivas or ever again. I don't know about you. That sounds sounds pretty good. Rabbi